This is the Fantasy Fast Track with Brandon Funston and Brad Evans. Ready, set, go! This is the Fantasy Fast Track Podcast. I'm Brad the Big Noise Evans. He is Senior Fun Buns Brandon Funston from The Athletic. And he got a title on the line. And who could uh, have you hoist the hardware in the end? Uh, well... I, like many of you, uh, who the, what, six people that probably subscribe to this podcast, uh, am racking my brain over a lineup decision. So, Brandon, uh, who has no championships on the line this season, it's been a rough year for him. Uh, but that's okay, Brandon. You know, I'm ready to, to take 2021 out into a field like an office space, <laughs> like the printer. Uh, yeah, it's just take and just a take a bat to it. And, yeah, <laughs> just let out some rage on this on the year that was damn it feels good to be a gangster <laughs> yeah That's playing right. in the background i feel you man i feel you. it's been up and down for a lot of us out there just so much inconsistency upheaval everything else so we all feel uh, slighted in some way this fantasy season <laughs> so here's my dilemma all right it is a half point ppr league i have multiple flexes uh and they're standard flexes okay so uh, this is me assuming that Elijah Mitchell's going to play. Got a limited session on Wednesday in practice and is trending in the right direction return against Houston. So uh, I've already got raw, 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 the OG raw, 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 not uh, Ahmad Ra St. Brown, but Ramondre Stevenson in one of my flexes. The other flex is a dilemma, okay? Right now I have Cole Komet in that <laughs> flex, all right? And again, remember, this is like uh, half a point PPR. My other options are this, Josh Palmer, Pending Mike Williams's, you know, potential return to the lineup because he's unvaxxed, but now going from 10 days to five days in isolation, maybe get back on the field with a negative test. So there's that with caveats. Uh, I have Keyshawn Vaughn as well. Mm. And what should be a very positive game script for a Tampa team that I favor by, I think like 14 and a half, 15 it may be up to against the Jets. Uh, I have Byron Pringle, but Kelsey's back. Tyreek is back. You know, coming off that huge game, I don't think he's going to play a factor. So between Komet, Palmer, pending the status of Mike Williams, and Keyshawn Vaughn, who would you go with? God, is it crazy to say Keyshawn Vaughn? I, I think <laughs> no, it's not. I think what did he have? Seven carries last. I think he. Could get, I think he's got a real good shot to get double digit touches in this game against the glorious matchup that is the New York Jets. I think they're gonna be sitting on a huge lead. It could be a lot of Keyshawn Vaughn in the second half. They really want to get crazy and uh, you know preserve their their lead guy Ronald Jones, which I think they might want to do. So if they if they're up sitting fourteen point lead. You can see Keyshawn Vaughn in there getting full series, uh, you know, over and over again. So I, I'm going to say right now, if I want to go for an upside, I'm going Keyshawn Vaughn. If I want to go for safety, I might go with Cole Komet, who's 10 catches, uh, 120 yards his last two games. A lot of good games in the second half of the season. No touchdowns, but lots of good uh, catches and yardage numbers for the tight end for the Bears. What happens if Mike Williams is out? Does Josh Palmer uh, leapfrog those guys? No, I think I'm still gonna. I, I think he leapfrogs Komet. He doesn't leapfrog Keyshawn Vaughn. I'm gonna. I'm just gonna roll those dice. I love that call. All right, uh, I got Keyshawn Vaughn in there right now. I am gonna contemplate over multiple uh, umbrella drinks because I'm about to go on vacation for a couple of days. Uh, let that simmer for a second, and then I'll just have an epiphany Sunday morning, and I'll figure out who to go with. But right now. The former University of Illinois fighting Illini and Vanderbilt Commodore as well. Keyshawn Vaughn, per Brandon's suggestion, in my lineup. With that, let's get to it with the Week 17 edition of the Fantasy Five. 
number five. All right, Brandon. Normally we do this exercise. We have multiple episodes in a week, but we're down to one episode per week now uh, for the the rest of this season all the way through the Super Bowl. Let's go ahead and do our player pick'ems. Uh, here's how this little game works. I'm going to go position by position. I'm going to give you a three-pack of players. You simply tell me who has the better fantasy week and hopefully get you that Lombardi trophy in your league. Uh, let's start with the quarterback position. Trey Lance, assuming that he draws the start, we'll see. You know, Jimmy Garoppolo's been getting in some limited practice sessions. He draws Houston. Taysom Hill against Carolina or your boy? Yes, Seattle. Yes, you are. Yeah, Brandon, I'm still here in Seattle, and maybe I'm going to do it. Russell Wilson against Detroit. Who do you go with out of that thrice? Yeah, we're waiting on Jimmy Garoppolo, whether he's going to be able to play. Um, I don't know if I would even worry about waiting and seeing how that plays out. I think I'm going to go Russell Wilson. He, to me, seems like he's in the best position in terms of matchup and all that. I worry about Taysom Hill. He's been out. You know, I think about that Panthers defense, especially the linebackers. They got speed there. I Mm -hmm. I feel like they're going to be very well equipped to handle Taysom Hill's duality. Um, Trey Lance would give me the biggest pause if he is truly, you know, declared the starter. But I think I'm leaning Russell Wilson. Uh, it's Russell for me. I actually wrote about him in my Fantasy Flames piece. You can check it out at BallySports.com. Uh, look at the matchup on paper. Uh, over the last five weeks, the Lions have given up 8.04 pass yards per attempt, 256.9 passing yards per game at 24 total touchdowns. Uh, on the season, actually, they have given up uh, to the quarterback position. So, you know, this is shaping up to be a another, what, 20-plus fantasy points for Russell Wilson. Yeah. I think conservatively, I've got him at 252, a couple of passing touchdowns, and 13 rushing yards. I think it's just a safe floor. It really yep. is for him. And, you know, that's what I'm going with. You can get a, you know, as close to a guarantee of 20 fantasy points. Russell Wilson, yeah, he's the guy. <laughs> Number four. All right, Brandon, let's go to the running back position. Here are your options this time around. Rashad Penny off that monstrous performance against my Chicago Bears, who did get the last laugh uh, thanks to Big Dick Nick uh, there throwing the two-point conversion. Demir Bird, he gets Detroit. Daryl Williams uh, looks like he's going to be in the captain's chair this week with Clyde Edwards-Hilaire nursing that sore shoulder uh, against the Cincinnati Bengals. Or Antonio Gibson, he's got a bum toe. Uh, but gutted it out at least a couple of quarters of play last week and looked pretty good against Dallas. He, though, gets Philadelphia. Who do you like there? Yeah, I'm throwing Antonio Gibson out. He's a little bit behind these other two in my rankings, got the bum toe, and also has probably the toughest matchup of this group. In fact, probably. It's not probably. He does. Uh, Daryl Williams and Rashad Penny. Look, I think Rashad Penny could go for another 120-plus and a touchdown on the ground, but I think Daryl Williams can, you know, running – as a lead in that backfield for Kansas City, you mentioned this on the uh, Sirius XM show, Fade the Noise. Uh, Daryl Williams going against the Cincinnati team has given up 100 catches to the running back position. So uh, Daryl Williams was a top 10 running back during the duration that CEH was out earlier in the year. I actually have him one spot ahead of Rashad Penny this week uh, at the running back position. Man, Darrell Williams just does things to me, man. He really does. He does <laughs> wonderful things to me in the Southern Hemisphere. Uh, I absolutely love the guy. I, I think I've, I've said this before. You know, we just think Ceh is a jag, right? Just a guy. Yeah. And he benefits from the offensive system. I mean, you could attach that label to Darrell Williams that he's a jag, but he's a better jag than Ceh. He's a better receiver. And he gets, you know, appreciable yak 
Uh, runs tough between the tackles. You know, he was a little upright at times. You know, he, he's not wonderfully skilled, but he's skilled and, and good enough. And when you have nothing but light fronts in front of you due to the association with Patrick Mahomes, you only stand to benefit, especially in a matchup against Cincinnati. Uh, and you look at the times in which Darrell Williams had at least 12-plus grips in a game. He's gone RB22, RB7, RB16, RB28, RB1 in PPR formats. And, you know, you look at the Bengals. Yeah. You know, 4.01 yards per carry allowed to the running back position this season. Nothing to scoff at there, but they've given up 100 catches. 100 catches to the running back position this season. Darren Williams going to get done. It should be like a five to seven catch game for him. Yeah. Yeah, I can see that for sure. All right. Fire up the big D in KC. Number three. All right, let's move on. Let's go to the wide receiver position. Here are your options this time. I'm on rah, 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 rah. The other uh, rah, rah, rah. Uh, St. Brown against your Seattle Seahawks. T. Higgins off a game and just with, lit the world on fire in fantasy land. He gets Kansas City. And Amari Cooper, squeak wheel got the grease, Brandon. He's like, hey, uh, you guys got to get me more involved. And uh, they did last week for just the two quarters, but he did enough damage. He gets Arizona. Maybe a shootout game. Maybe not. We'll see what version of the Cardinals shows up. Uh, who shows up biggest here out of this group at wide receiver? Well, you just got done saying fire up the big D for KC. Let's fire up the big T in Cincy. Um, I, yeah, I don't know. Look, I, I love Amon Ross St. Brown this week against Seattle. But, man, this could be a potential shootout against Kansas City for Cincy. And how do you bench T. Higgins? If you look at these last four games or last five games uh, in half PPR, he's been 20.4, 24.3, 13.9, 3.3 against Denver, but then 37.4 against Baltimore. That's an in- insane run. And I would, I would hazard to guess without looking, that might be the best five weeks uh, over the last five weeks of any wide receiver in fantasy. Oh, it's close, but yeah, I cannot resist St. Brown right now. I can't. I and he's on a fiery streak of his own. Again, 12, 12, 11, 11. Last four games, that's his targets. <laughs> it's crazy. <laughs> 10, 8, 8, 9 receptions, 86, 73, 90, 91 yards, and he scored three TDs over that stretch in those four games. He has finished wide receiver 6, wide receiver 27, wide receiver 6, and oh, king of consistency, Wide receiver six in PPR, Brandon. He's my guy. I got to play him. And, and come on, it's Seattle. It's Seattle. You, you, you I, know, I get it. I get it. But where you know. where do you beat Seattle most, Brandon? What What is the softest? It's that what? The underbelly. Yeah, that's, that's, that's what he does. Underbelly. Yeah, hopefully no one literally has to have this decision of sitting one between T. Higgins and Amon Ross St. Brown. Well, and if you got both of them, congratulations. It's an embarrassment of riches, and hopefully they'll be key cogs, key assets to getting you that hardware in the end. Number two. All right, let's go to the second grouping of wide receivers. Uh, here are your choices. Brandon Cooks, fresh off the COVID list at San Francisco. Van Van, will he be your man, Mr. Jefferson, against that decimated secondary of the Baltimore Ravens? Or Brandon Ayuk, with or without Jimmy Garoppolo? We'll see if it's going to be Trey Lance or Jimmy G. He draws the Houston Texans. You know, Brad, I'm just here looking at this Baltimore Ravens game log on defense, and I'm, I'm going back. <laughs> You know, you talk about all those injuries. I'm going back to week 11. Chicago had 121 yards from Darnell Mooney and 104 from Marquise Goodwin. I mean, we talked about the 500 yards that Joe Burrow put up against uh, this Ravens last week. I'm just looking at Donovan Peoples-Jones a couple weeks ago gets 90 yards. I like everybody 
that's a wide receiver is getting points against Baltimore right now. I don't know how you can go away from Van Jefferson in this contest. He could go for 80-plus and a touchdown very easily in my mind. Look, and he's had some, you know, doughboy matchups uh, here these last couple of weeks against Seattle, against Minnesota, and he bombed. But he's still running a ton of routes. You know, 25 routes against yeah. Seattle, played 93% of the snap share. 35 routes against Minnesota, played 95.7% of the snap share. You know, it didn't shake out to much. You know, three catches for 29 combined yards, but it's an anomaly. It really, it's an aberration. Like, I, you got to take advantage. You just want any piece, any piece of this Rams aerial attack. You know, Anthony Averett, I think, is going to be out through the fractured rib. You know, I jokingly said it on my Fade the Noise podcast, part of the Sawdust Podcast Network. Check out those episodes uh, where you ever get your podcasts like this one. Uh, Earlier in the week, I said, hey, you know, they're going to section 304 with the Ravens coaching staff, road seven, seat two. Yeah, you dude in the Ed Reed jersey, come on down. You're the next contestant in our defensive backfield. (laughs) It just needs somebody. That's right. They need a warm body back there, man. So, absolutely, uh, I am in on Van Jefferson. I love him. Uh, he's a fantastic field stretcher, and I wouldn't be at all surprised at him and Oda Beckham and Cooper Cup combined for four receiving touchdowns in that game. Number one. All right, last one, Brandon. Let's go to running back. Uh, here are your choices. Saquon, if he goes, he's battling an ankle injury, taking on the Chicago Bears. Chase Edmonds, we'll see if James Conner is going to be a full-blown game-time decision if he can return from his own foot issues. Or Cordero Patterson. It kind of like mysteriously disappeared last week. Tough matchup at Buffalo. Yeah, I am kind of leaning, assuming that James Conner, who's a game-time decision, maybe doesn't play again. I think it, the fact that he's a game-time decision after they were talking about him playing last week, I, I didn't think he was close last week. I have a feeling he's maybe not close this week, but we'll see. I, I'm going to lean Chase Edmonds. I like, uh, you know, I like the duality that he offers in this game. Game, you know, where, again, I'm assuming that James Conner is out. If he's not out, then not give me Cordell Patterson. But if if James Conner's out, you know, I'm looking at those eight catches for 71 yards last week from from Chase Edmonds. I'm like, okay, Dallas goes crazy again. That's in play for Chase Edmonds once again, and that raises his floor considerably. Yeah, you know, for me, it's also Edmonds, and I think if even Connor is active, I may go Edmonds. Yeah. I just see this game being negative script wise for Arizona, and you know, what gives you the warm fuzzies? about this Cardinals offense right now. Nothing for me. Yeah, nothing. Or, or defensively, for that matter, right? I mean, they were going up against other but backup offensive linemen of the Colts. They did a decent job, but Jonathan Taylor still went over 100 yards. Hell, he ripped off what it was a 41-42 yarder first play of the game for yeah. Indy. So, look, I, there's this question marks galore there, and the big uglies at Dallas, they're going to dominate in the trenches with Tony Pollard and Zeke, who's close to 100%. Uh, if Dak resembles anywhere close to player we saw last week, he's going to catch fire, and you got to account for CeeDee Lamb and Gallup and Cooper and Dalton Schultz as well, who's been outstanding. Yeah, no. I mean, it's it's got to be Edmonds. You know, this this could be another five to seven receptions for him this week. Um, yeah. And if Connor is out, I mean, he's going to play 90, 92% of the snaps like he did last week. So he's got to be the guy, of course, with some of the variables involved there. But still, we're both going that direction. All right, my man, uh, before we get out of here, last episode here of 2021, put your huevos on the line. Give me your boldest, baddest, most ridiculous prediction here in fantasy football title week, week 17. Well, Brad, I'm looking at Philadelphia backfield. Uh, this is a team in the last eight games have averaged 30 and a half 
running back rush attempts per game. They mm. are all about the run now. And I think Boston Scott's going to be leading this backfield. Jordan Howard has a stinger. We'll see if he plays. But if he does play, I don't think he's going to be 100%. We know Miles Sanders is out. So Boston Scott leading the way against a Washington football team that just a couple weeks ago, the team combined for 33 running back rush attempts and 200 yards on the ground. I think Boston Scott splitting with somebody, whether it's Kenneth Gainwell or Jordan Howard, leads the way. Gets over 100 combined yards from scrimmage and a touchdown for his best game of the year, landing him firmly inside the, the RB top 20. I'd love you for that. Uh, I wrote about <laughs> Boston Scott this week as well, and I'm kind of with you. Again, I like those keg shaped running backs. Yeah. yeah. And, and if you actually tapped them, you know, it's not foamy, you know. <laughs> You know, I don't know oh, if it's going to be good beer. No, that's that's a smooth pour every single yeah. time. Uh, I've got Boston Scott fearlessly forecasted, Brandon. Uh, and I know that conjures terrible uh, memories for you terrible. in Yahoo Sports. It's all my fault. <laughs> I'm so sorry. Uh, I got him 64 combined yards and a TD. And, and you know, I'm underselling him a yeah. little bit there. But, you know, that could be a floor for him in that matchup. So, yeah, Boston Scott could definitely get the job done. Um, you know, I'm going to stick in that same division. And I'm going to go with the G-Men. In a game that only sports bettors and fantasy players could love, I think Devontae Booker, even if Saquon is on the field, outscores Barkley in this game. Uh, the Bears just cannot stop the run. Uh, we've seen that on the year. Chicago giving up 4.54 yards per carry, 135.6 total yards per game, 12 combined touchdowns, and the 12th most fantasy points to running back position. And you look over the last five weeks, uh, you know, with Barkley in action, uh, Booker's been better than him. 3.61 yards after contact per attempt for Booker, 2.74 for Barkley. I mean, Saquon is yeah. just a shell of what he used to be. And every time I look up, I'm like, oh, man, there goes a chunk gain. Is that Saquon? Oh, no, it was Devontae Booker. <laughs> yeah. You might actually want uh, Saquon on the field just for the sake of your Don Julio bet because, as yeah. you mentioned, they might, have, they might raise their actual offensive upside if it's a whole lot of Devontae Booker right now. Yeah, and if, if it is Booker, uh, you know, I think he's going to get anywhere between 10 to 12 touches, and it could be something like 60 combined yards and a TD, again, if Saquon is out or in. And if Saquon is out, then, you know, green light him all day. Yeah. I'll have Booker probably – well inside my top 20 at the running yep. back position. So, there you go. All right, and that is a wrap on this edition of the Fantasy Fast Track Podcast. Please follow Funston on Twitter at Brandon Funston. Check me out there at Noisy Huevos. If you enjoy this podcast, you got anything out of it throughout the entire year, please drop us a rating and a review. It really helps us out tremendously. And until next time, adios, amigos!